for the week of November 28th, 2021. I am John. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this, Josh. And here's your news, Josh. All right, there's not a lot going on here. I'm scraping the barrel, but here we go. So uh, first up, Capcom said they will share more information on the future of Street Fighter in 2021. Yeah. Okay. So they teased uh, they teased this last week during the Street Fighter V Fall update, which focused on the game's final downloadable content character, Luke. Oh, snap. So here's what they had to say. They said, uh, for us, Street Fighter V has been a project with peaks and valleys, but thanks to our friends, or our fans, maybe friends too, hmm. uh, we've been able to accomplish what we aimed for. We, the development team, will use this experience as a springboard to move on to the next project. Mm. While this is the end of this digital showcase series for Street Fighter V, this is more of a see you soon rather than a goodbye, and we look forward to providing you with more information next year. Damn, damn, dude. So do you think they're going to do a Street Fighter V special new advanced Hyper Galaxy PS5 Xbox Series X version, or are we actually going to go and get a Street Fighter VI? Um, why not both? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Both. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, I would imagine Street Fighter Six will be uh, will be showing up sometime next year. As far as like at least the reveal of it, I don't know if the it'll release next year, but I'm guessing we'll start learning more about it. Uh, cool at that point, but That's I don't exciting. know shit. I'm just a guy in a room talking to another guy in another room. What the fuck do I know? We don't know much, but we just speculate. That's what we are. We're speculators. <laughs> All right, so coming up next, uh, publisher Microids and developer Pasta Games. I had Microids once. Itched like hell. Yeah. Um, the In partnership with the property holder Taito, have announced Ooh. Arkanoid Eternal Battle, which will launch in 2022. A new Arkanoid. That's, that's, the, that's the game series we needed to come back, yeah. was Arkanoid. Yeah. You think so? We needed that. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, I, I can't say I've hated Arkanoid, but it's it's not a series that I'm super stoked about, I guess. You know what I really loved? We got a guest. Uh, you know what I really loved was uh, the Arkanoid on the DS that came with the paddle. But no word on if a paddle's coming out. I doubt it. Players will discover or be reintroduced to the emblematic block breaker game in a fully modernized version. Arkanoid Eternal Battle features different solo and multiplayer modes that will be unveiled at a later date. Classic elements from the franchise will definitely make a comeback, as well as new effects, bonuses, and features guaranteed to take veteran players by surprise. So, uh, Arkanoid, woohoo! Uh, moving up, moving along. Uh, publisher at Atari. And developers Atom Vision Studios have announced Asteroids Recharged. So we've got an Arkanoid, and now we've got an Asteroids. Josh, how are you feeling? So you've had, you said you had micro Micronoids? Was that a case of Micronoids? Uh, I, had a, I had a bad case of Microids once. Microids, that was it. Yeah, I yeah, had a bad yeah. case of Asteroids once, and uh, I actually <laughs> used my, my Paprium H. That helped me out quite a bit. <laughs> Take care of yeah. those Asteroids. Um, wow, Asteroids and Arkanoid cool yeah mm. yeah I, I guess whatever I uh this is this this asteroids uh recharged is coming out for everything josh including the atari vcs <laughs> oh my goodness even it in television lives 
Like, isn't that a thing too? Wow, the, yeah, the Atari yeah. VCS is getting an actual game. I'm really shocked yeah. by that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to launch on December 14th. Weird. Uh, so, uh, Asteroids Recharge is being reimagined for modern gameplay with vibrant visuals, powerful new abilities, and another original soundtrack from award-winning video game composer Megan McDuffie. So, we're all, all big right. Megan McDuffie fans over here. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, 30 unique and creative challenge levels take the space shooting gameplay to new territory, etc. etc. I told you I'm scraping the barrel with this, man. Yeah, no, you know what, though, in, in all seriousness, no, if there, if there is an, an Atari VCS game, I mean, that's something to be celebrated, and the fact that it's an, a new Asteroids game now, if it was exclusive to the Atari VCS, then there'd be something to talk about. Yeah, maybe it's on everything, or maybe, or maybe not. And that, my friend, is literally the news wow yeah damn ham girl feeling about that well i'm i'm glad i've got uh the microids and asteroids and uh, arcanoids all all set to the side and i'm going through the holidays uh you know rash free let's say that much time for the new releases All right. Oh boy. Not a lot going on this week either. More than two games. <laughs> uh, unlike last week, we had two games. Uh, this week, we've got a, a handful. we got about eight of them here, it looks like. Oddworld nice. Soulstorm makes its way to the Xboxes. I was not a fan of this one. I, I played it, and it, it was yeah. I actually, so I, I think it's a good game. At least it's got the, the, the it's got what, what seems like the elements of a good game. Um, but it was, it's like the, the balance is all wonky. It's like really, really easy. And you're able to just fly through it. And then they're like, here's a puzzle that's seven screens tall. And you have to yeah. like control every single character to go through. And you're just, it slows it down. It makes it way too difficult. And I lost interest. Yep. Same so. here. Uh, Beyond a Steel Sky. What? Uh, for, yeah. Beyond a Steel Sky. For the PlayStations, the Xboxes, and the Switch. Is this an HD remake? Holy shit, that's awesome. That's a classic point-and-click LucasArts game. The old All scum right. engine, my, my friend. Those are good games like Loom or or uh, Secret of Monkey Island or The Dig. Yeah, yeah. it's along those lines. There's there's a That's awesome. Holy shit, that's awesome. All right, you're going to get it, I take it. I, it's, I it's might. It's on your queue. It, yes, I'll, th- I'll throw it in my PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, Evil Genius 2 World Domination for the PlayStations and the Xboxes. And it says here, the Xbox 360. I got to think that's got to be a typo, right? I mean, mm. what the fuck? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, what what uh, game? Anyway. Is this Just Dance 2022? Uh, <laughs> no, Evil Genius 2 uh, World Domination. Weird. I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, fights in tight spaces for the Xboxes and the PC. Fights in tight spaces huh fights in tight spaces huh fights in tight spaces hmm fights and tights i like fights and tights that would be fun (laughs) fights Uh, and tights would be funny solar ash coming to the playstations and the pc you can kiss my solar ash that's right uh (laughs) chorus Coming to the PlayStations, the Xboxes, Stadia, and PC. So everything except for Switch. Oh, man. And then we've Chorus, got a couple... huh? I, I always chorus. preferred the bridge. <laughs> ah, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Uh, and then finally, we got a couple Danganronpa games coming to Ooh. the Switch. We got Danganronpa Decadence and Danganronpa S. 
Ultimate Summer Camp, both coming to the Switch. I played the first one of these games. I liked it. I don't know that I want to play any more of them, but the first one was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. That's, <laughs> that's, those, like, those all sound terrible. No, I'm kidding. I, I think that, that Beyond a Steel Sky, if that's a for real thing, that's, no. that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I mean, that you just went to the obscure and unique uh, backlog of my uh, scum game engine, and you're like, I'm just going to screw with Josh this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this game out there because no one knows this game except for him. What is this? Is there a new Shibibi Man game on your list too there, pal? (laughs) So it says, uh, this is a sequel to the original title, which was called Beneath a Steel Sky. Yeah. So it originally appeared uh, Beyond the Steel Sky. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this one debuted on the Apple Arcade, and now that I... Now that I think of it, I did see it on Apple Arcade. It's also on the Switch. Beyond the Steel Sky. Wow. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Very cool. Well, all right. I'm, consider my interest peaked, my friend. <laughs> all right. Also, our interest is also peaked in Dale and his retro recap. So here it is. Happy Thanksgiving, Mojo Weekly listeners. This is Dale, and welcome back to this week's recap for the latest retro re releases, remasters, and remakes. As always, credit for this goes to GSK from Retronauts.com and limitedrungames.com. Let's get to it. Hitting physical this week, we have Taito Milestones for the Switch from Strictly Limited Games for $45 for a standard edition or $101 for the collector's edition. And it collects the following 10 arcade archive releases of Taito games that hit arcades between 1981 and 1987. We have Quix, Space Seeker, Alpine Ski, Frontline, Wild Western, Chack and Pop, Elevator Action, The Fairyland Story, Halley's Comet, and The Ninja Warriors. Next up for the physical release this week is Mina di Kukio Yomi 123+, for the Switch in Japan for 3300 yen. And it collects three G-Mode games that are WarioWare-esque micro-games set in social situations. Hitting digitally this week... For the Arcade Archive release, we have Fozon for the Switch and PS4 for $8. And this 1983 Japanese arcade game from Namco is a pattern color-based matching game that apparently did not light the arcade scene on fire during its heyday, according to GSK. Now, a game that did light up the Japanese arcade scene was Dodonpachi Resurrection. This 2008 release sees released this week on the Switch for $20, and it includes a ton of bonus content from the 2010 Xbox 360 version, along with a bunch of other extras like a special arrangement and remix modes, Tate mode support, and so much more. Power Pro Kun Pocket R is a remake of two installments of a portable spin-off series of Konami's Twee baseball brand we knew here in America as Power Pros. A couple weeks ago, an updated physical release of the Disney Classic Games collection added the SNES Aladdin, the SNES Genesis, and Game Boy versions of the Jungle Book. Now, those bonus games on an updated physical release are being available digitally for $10 as DLC to make it, make it an option for those who bought in early to the initial physical release to make their version equal to the new physical release. And wrapping things up with a couple other quick hits here for 
the EverDrive is doing their annual Black Friday sale where all units are 20% off. And you can find that going on right now at their website, everdrive.me. And a little shameless self-promotion for myself was an article I took about a month to put together is now up online. You can find it on the Mojo Menace website, probably by the time you read this, or my blog at dalesgreat.blogspot.com and it is my flashback special for the N64 all about my life and memories ups and downs with the big N64 bit monster alright that wraps up this week music this week comes from Quix back to you John and Jash Uh, the people on YouTube get an extra treat of us just trying to fill space, showing random <laughs> shit from our desks. Uh, you won with the Himalayan pink salt, though. I think that was the, <laughs> Thank that you. Was the winner of the bunch. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Josh, it is time for the game spotlight. And I think you're going to educate me this week. What do you got? Oh, oh, my friend. It's not just educating you because I educated myself a week ago. Um, yeah. Literally a week ago is when I discovered a little game series uh, – called the bs legend of zelda <laughs> bs um which which was an interesting uh little add-on for the super famicom that japan got of course uh, we didn't in 95 um they got they got something called the satella view so the satella yeah. the satella view service could be accessed via something called saint gg satellite stations between 4 and 7 p.m every night uh so just a little synopsis here the user was required to have a subscription to saint Gija or GIGA station, as well as a BS tuner in order to operate their Satellaview. During this time, users could download and play games. The BS system broadcast for five years up until June of twenty or June of 2000. Um, and there was a wow. bunch of games that were uh, previously released on cartridge format that were available on here. It's like you download the game via the internet, and you can play them on your Super Famicom. And um, one, in, in one game I wanted to talk about as our game spotlight was considered a non non-canon Zelda adventure game where you don't play as Link and it was on the Super Famicom and it's called BS The Legend of Zelda Ancient Stone Tablets or what it was considered in Japan I honestly can't even I'm not even going to try to pronounce it but um <laughs> All right. In the game, it's basically four hours. So the entire game is four hours. But what they did is each week they released one hour of it. And the idea was is it was basically The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, the entire map, but they would just give you one dungeon in different scenarios. Uh, the dungeons were the same-ish, but they were also like changed like they they made uh, certain doorways would go to different things like if you fell into a hole it wouldn't bring you into a secret area it would bring you somewhere else characters also said different right. things because the game took place after link to the past but before ocarina of time so it's really right. uh, ocarina of time technically is a prequel to all of this i believe but it's really strange the way that the game plays um so basically it's a pseudo sequel to link to the past using the same engine gameplay overworld characters and everything um, and it also has a bunch of side quests and mini games that they added to it. And also, while you were playing the game, they played music over their internet broadcasting or whatever it was um, that would play along with you while you were playing. And then when you interacted with players or, 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 uh, or sorry, NPCs, non-playable characters, um, they would have an actual live live actress or actor hop in and speak for them. 
while what? you were playing it. For real. This is a real thing. But you could only do <laughs> okay. it during that three-hour block. And uh, regardless of who was playing or where you were, they played like default overworld music that was like orchestrated and all kinds of stuff. It's really, really bizarre. Um, what I played, I actually on my Twitch stream, I found out about this and I'm like, I've got to play this. I played through the first two games. So I played about two hours worth and it was the desert uh, dungeon. And then I believe it was uh, the waterfall dungeon. So you're like with the um, with the, the swimming areas and stuff like that. Uh, under the waterfall and whatnot, and you're fighting that big um, boss character with the, the oh, what was it, like a caterpillar-looking thing that was kind of, you have to hit the tail. Um, anyway, yeah. really fun. Um, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing or absolute must-play, but, of course, since now, in the amazing world of, of emulation and, and homebrews and, and fan translations and stuff, there was an entire group of people that put together their fan translation of it. You can get a reproduction cart for your Super Nintendo to play these four hours um, uh, on, on your own actual real Super Nintendo, or you can just play a ROM online or whatever you want, however you want to play. I'm not condoning emulation or whatnot, but, you know, you get it. Well, it's out there if you want to play it. It's, it's out there. Um, interestingly, and I was actually looking at... Um, something here online. There's a ton of secrets. You you are timed too, by the way, buddy. So when that hour is up, it just goes black, and then like the screen goes black, and then Zelda comes out and she's like, "Thank you for helping," and blah blah blah. Check out chapter three when we do this or whatever. And it's like, dude, I didn't even get through that. Like it just it just stops. Like the timer just stops. Yeah. But but you can play through the dungeon real quick. It's not not that difficult. Um, beat the boss, and then you can go. And like uh, find all these different secrets. Like there's all these weird things. There's like a mole that'll appear at a certain time, like 34 minutes in one of the following locations, like on the bridge east of Hyrule Castle or the Kakariko village or whatever. Like, and you talk to them and they get secret things. Um, there's also an ocarina in the game. So you can like warp to other areas. And one thing that was really interesting is they actually used some of the mini games or some of the ideas that they used in this game for Ocarina of Time later on. There was a, an area where there's an also the first game to involve a mini game using bombs, mostly attempting to throw them into a large moving jar. If you remember that mini game in Ocarina of Time, it was yeah. actually later used in a puzzle in Ocarina of Time for this for the N64, but wasn't appear it wasn't uh, in the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. It's just interesting. Like it's not a sequel. It's not even really a spinoff. It's this weird like Nintendo fan. Like you're a part of Club Nintendo or something. Here's this really crazy Nintendo game. And when you start the game, it asks you, are you male or female? You can be a, a kid running around with a with a ponytail or a, a boy with a baseball cap. Like it's 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 this weird like I don't know. It's this weird like Club Nintendo meets Zelda thing, and it's. I wouldn't say I, it blew my mind, but if anybody, if, if any of you guys were watching the stream, it was really kind of fun to like see this, like, this isn't how this was. This boss wasn't here. What the hell is this guy doing? Like, you know, you just kind of yeah. plopped in the middle of everything with, with like a fishing net, you know, or a, or a butterfly net. And you're like, how am I going through this dungeon with only this net? And it's like, you just got to figure things out and there's puzzles and you, you, you collect items and... I don't know. It's really neat. Um, and if you play, if you play on around with like, I believe the reproduction cart that people have made, you can go through all the chapters and kind of continue your story as you go through it. So you make your character at the beginning, the boy or the girl and all the items that you get, you get to keep through the entire chapter. But in Japan, yeah. when they played it, they did not get to keep their saves. They did not get to keep their um, characters that they had. They did kind of start fresh. And so there's different ways to play it. You can alter your save files and stuff like that. If you're playing on an emulator, like say Madnefen or something like that, you can, and then you can continue the storyline that way or continue building your same character that way. But 
dude, I I've, I just played it for two and a half hours. I enjoyed it. I want more people yeah. to play it. It's bizarre. Um, and uh, if you watch gameplay of it on YouTube or you find some Twitch streamers that are playing it, it's it's pretty damn cool. And there's tons of secrets. It's got like a high score. So while you're playing in that hour, it's got a high score. So every single bad guy you beat or every single key you find or every, you know, rupee, you're sitting here smacking bushes around to get collect rupees. That all goes against your score. And then you can also like, uh, you know, keep your high score and then, sh- then your friends can play through it and then they can show you their high score. It's like, what, how did you get a million rupees, you know, or how many, get, how many points you get or whatever. And then it's got a timer. Yeah. So it's got a timer and a high score thing. So it's like one hour Zelda arcade and go like, dude, it's fun. I was, I was pretty nice. impressed with it bizarre i uh i don't know that i ever heard of this one so yeah that's pretty that's weird pretty right neat man that is uh i feel like i can hear it's like music in my house somewhere <laughs> well yeah, i can't my kid, just, my kid decided to start playing saxophone right beneath me so <laughs> <laughs> hope hopefully the folks are enjoying that background music at home in the meantime uh let us get to uh fucking uh jesus i'm all over the place let's it's, get to it, the last the last question oh yeah it's it's bs zelda bs zelda no densetsu inishii no sekiban gesundheit <laughs> uh i want you to name for me josh either the most obscure game or the most <laughs> obscure console you've ever played i think it's the super a can it's pretty yeah. fucking bizarre and out there. It's it's terrible. Tell though. me about that. Oh my god, it's uh some Chinese uh well, I don't even know. It's some weird ass knockoff Super Famicom, but it doesn't play Super Famicom game. It's it, it had five exclusive games, maybe maybe two or maybe it was only three, I don't even know. And uh I don't know. It's weird. It it just looks and feels and plays like a Super Nintendo and the only developer they had were like the guys who made um I don't know just the worst of like, like, I don't know. It's just terrible. Like, like the guys who made um, awesome possum kicks, Dr. Machino's butt or something like that. It's <laughs> just, right. the, I don't think there's any more obscure than super. Acan. I can, I don't know. I, I own a super graphics. That's, that's pretty obscure, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Most, yeah. I, I have a, I have a super graphics as well. And I went into a, a store about 15 minutes from my house and uh, I brought the super graphics up to the counter and the guy was such a prick. He's like, you even know what this is? <laughs> wow. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that place went out of business, but that guy was a dick. That's anyway, hilarious. Uh, I think, you know, I think the most obscure thing I ever played was either the Tapwave Zodiac. Wow. Which was a, a neat little handheld that was actually really cool. Came out in like uh, 2003 or something like that. Sure. Um, and uh, so that was fun. Um, I still have it in my basement. Um, really, really slick little console, little handheld console. And then another one. So when we were doing uh, more game reviews and stuff, we'd have people sending us consoles. So we got the Tapwave Zodiac. We got the Nokia Engage, which that was taco talking, right? Um, Another one that they sent us um, during the Wii craze was something I believe was called the Game Wave. And uh, I don't even know if this thing made it to stores Wow. Um, but it was a, uh, here it is. There it is. The Game Wave Family Entertainment System. Uh, it was a, uh, it was basically a DVD player, 
with uh, four remote controls that were kind of, they had uh, little containers or slots for the remote controls. Wow. Um, so they, 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 they were like cheap ass switch controllers. Um, it was, it was a hundred bucks and, uh, and the console was shaped like a wave, you know, it was like, Ooh, like that <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was a piece of shit. Um, they sent <laughs> us that and, uh, there wasn't any, anything worth playing on it. They had like Sudoku, um, and like a, a game called gems with a Z that was basically <laughs> a bejeweled knockoff, you know, like that's that. amazing gems. Um, yeah, they had, uh, the Ark of Trivia Bible edition. Oof. Yeah. Veggie Tales. <laughs> they had a Veggie Tales game. Yeah. Oof. Um yeah. How man. about uh, fighting in tights? <laughs> <laughs> no fighting in tights. So Damn it. I think that might that it, it says here they sold around seventy thousand of these things and and that's it was on so the market weird. for four years. Yeah. I don't know, man. But anyway, that's, that's that's the weirdest thing that I could think of that I've played and I think I hooked it up once, played a couple games, and I was like, this thing is absolute shit. Um, that, was kind <laughs> of, that was kind of the extent of my review as well. But Amazing. anyway, if you want to find more of our stuff, you can find it probably also a review of the Game Wave. You can maybe even find that on mojomenace.com, where we wow. have forums. Uh, yeah, you can find the link to our forums, to our Discord chat, and to our merch store all on the main page on mojomenace.com. So join our discord it's a good time we've got good people hanging out there yeah. not a dickhead not a dickhead in sight which is rare yeah. uh and then uh let's see uh well except for josh yeah um but uh all, youtube twitch all the social medias you can find us at mojo menace josh where can they find you well if you'd like to continue the conversation with me about the super a can or maybe even the bs legend of zelda games you can always find me on the Twitterverse at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. Thank you. That's it for us. Good night. Good night. Good morning. Good day. Eat the tacos. Eat the tacos. Come eat them up. Eat the tacos.